0: Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Well, many thanks for joining us. We're really thrilled to be joined by Kenneth Freeman, who's biophilic design and horticultural consultant. I'm going to leave Kenneth to talk about what he actually does, um, but he has just helped me on my plants just now. So he's just done a bit of a consultant on my my rubber plant. So (laughs) thanks for that, uh, Kenneth. Thanks so much for joining us today.
1: My pleasure. Absolutely
0: um obviously uh for our listeners um I, I would encourage you to go to the journal biophilicdesign.com and look at uh, a podcast that we did before on rehumanizing the workplace it's called the new workplace how to use biophilic design and obviously you can search for that in your rss feeds if you're on spotify or on amazon or itunes itunes um and also on youtube by the way we're on there now so do go on there um anyway kenneth that's the plug out of the way um <laughs> kenneth um obviously you've um see it's all been through lockdown and stuff and um and i know you're involved in lots of great projects can you tell us a bit about what you do and um and what you're up to right now please
1: I, i'm up to quite a lot of different things since um, <laughs> since becoming um Uh, a self-employed freelance consultant, um, I suppose, 10 months ago. Um, I've been trying uh, a a number of different things. I've been working with um, designers uh, to to help with the specification of plants to go into into buildings. Um, I've been doing some work with a couple of technology companies looking at products that can be used uh, with um, uh, interior planting and air quality um, and i've also been doing some work with um, a fairly large interior landscaper on their new um uh, sort of home delivery service for um, interior plants you know the idea of putting plants into people's houses everybody likes house plants but they're actually seeing house plants being used um, in in home home working situations is proving quite interesting. And I've also been working with um, Fusion Spaces to develop um, our work-free um, assessment method. And this is a way that people can, um, or, or organisations really, um, can help uh, their home-based uh, staff to um, ass- assess their home workplace to make sure that it is um not only sort of compliant with, um, with sort of best practices, but also uh, nurtures the right sort of, um, sort of well being and you know, try, tries to make the, the, the home working environment as happy, healthy, productive, uh, engaging uh, as possible, especially when you're, you, you might not have seen a, a colleague in the flesh for, for several months.
0: And going on from that about the workplace and um and obviously people working from home obviously during lockdown people um you know have been obviously working from home i mean how have you seen sort of you know the lockdown environments having an impact on people generally
1: it varies considerably uh, i think when you read reports and, and speak to, to colleagues um you know some people have been able to to manage extremely well the nature of their work uh, has been such that um you know, working from home has actually been, you know, a very good way. They're free from the distractions of the office. They're free from, um, you know, that sometimes toxic management culture that you get in some workplaces where people really have no other job but to make (laughs) make people's (laughs) lives awkward. Um, And people who are in sort of, you know, Medium or senior positions or older people in the, in the workplace are probably finding the adaptation to home working easier uh, than a lot of others. They you know they might be living in decent sized houses. They probably have uh, space where they can set up a, a home working environment quite um, um, quite successfully. But if you're Uh, if you're younger if you're in a more junior situation if you're sharing a house with other people that are also working from home um, you know if you're perching on the end of of your bed or trying to set up in you know on a kitchen worktop or I've even seen uh, you know people talk about using their ironing boards almost as a (laughs) uh, an adjustable desk because you you can raise the height but that's not an ideal uh ideal working environment and if you're used to um uh, you know interacting with people um, a, a lot more than, than I think it's been a, a real struggle. Wow. I think people adapted extremely well right at the beginning because there was, it was almost a needs must. You know, we, we, have, to, we have to find a way of doing it. Everybody was in it together. There was that sense of um, you know, sort of almost a communal spirit of doing it and, and people learning how to work from home you know i think if you're not used to it if you don't like it um you know there there are some significant mental health benefits and when you try to juggle you know homeschooling and childcare or other caring responsibilities it must have been a nightmare i found it easy because i've worked from home for an awfully long time and i have to sometimes give myself a reality check that um you know just because i found it very straightforward and i had the facilities because i've always done it that's not the same for everyone and um it, it, you know yeah. we, we need to be a, a very aware of of other people's circumstances and they're not going to be the same as same as your own yeah. and that's where i think you know trying to work out how to manage a works a home workspace um becomes very important
0: yeah i mean how do you i mean obviously with biophilic design hats on um i mean how do you see plants and and sort of biophilic design really making spaces better
1: for people when they're working from home it's all about personalization of space but also about comfort but i I think biophilic design uh, and we sort of touched on this last time we spoke it's about the 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 whole the whole person the whole sensory environment um but and also about sort of the, the the sort of the mental workspace you're in as well as the physical workspace so I think a, a biophilic environment in a, in a home workplace is an environment that makes you feel comfortable and makes you feel happy. So for me, that does involve lots of plants, um, but it does involve, also involve, uh, I always have to be able to look through a window. Um, that that for me is very important. Might not be for, for other people, might not be possible for other people, but for me, I like to be able to look out um, either over onto a garden or from where I am at the moment, um, you know there, there's fields directly opposite and it's, and it's lovely but there are other things as well lighting is important the acoustic environment is important and then you start needing to think about the ergonomics as well you know can you make the necessary adjustments do you have a comfortable chair to work on those a lot of people sort of separate those elements of the workplace from sort of biophilic but I think biophilic design is, is very it's very holistic and it, it really is just about Comfort, but in terms of planting, um, yeah, for me, you know, it's it's a focus for um, attention. It's something you can care for. It's something that you know you can't concentrate on work nonstop. You have to be able to. Your your brain needs distracting. You know, even when you're working at full pelt, most of the brain isn't engaged in that work. It it needs to be distracted by something, Um, and you know, even if you're not consciously aware of it, you know. you're in a nice environment um then that's a really good way of doing it and and plants you know they're natural they 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 bring a sense of nature indoors but they're also um extremely good value for money as well i mean you can you know you can buy a decent house plant for the cost of a bottle of wine uh and it'll last an awful lot longer um and, and it's going to be there and it's going to be something that will grow and change and you can you can adjust your surroundings so easily just by repositioning a few plants even if you don't do anything else with your deck or you can create a new uh, a new environment uh, that way and that that i think is quite quite important
0: mm. no it's absolutely right and also as you said you know it's, it's that sort of what dr Sally augustine talks about is that you know that sort of cognitive refreshment you know is that mm. so just looking up i mean i've i've got a plant i had a i did an interview with um Sue Thomas actually, she does about about technobiophilia, and Mm -hmm. she said about having a little plant, having a garden behind your your computer screen. So while it's nice to have it all behind you to go, oh look, look what me, I've got a lovely environment. Actually, for your own, um, uh, well, yeah, cognitive refreshment. Actually, is to have a a plant behind your screen, sort of so that you're looking, you've got something to rest your eyes on. There's something. There's that biophilic element. There's that natural element that you you get yourself. You get, you know. obviously we're, we're you know everybody's talking about the future workplace and and sort of the future spaces and the how we're going to work are we going to be working from home most of the time are we going to be working in the office I think it's coming down to a hybrid situation generally you know people are now used to oh I work from home this is really good <laughs> you know I can walk yeah. my dog if I want to I can you know you know've got a bit more freedom there's there's the kind of that's really good for us um I mean how can employers also create um use it by using biophilic design how can they create spaces in you know for this in the new workplace in the new place that they're going to go to how to entice them back or to make them feel comfortable um you know how can how can they shape the space using plants or biophilic design um uh, to yeah
1: yeah i mean that that's that's a really good question obviously a lot of office space is going to be um trimmed back there is going to be the capacity to have um you know uh, an awful lot of people working in in, in one go i think yeah. people want to feel safe in the office uh, and yeah you know, they, it's and it's not just about sort of the risk of infection although that is hugely important i, I think they they want that sort of sense of psychological safety as well they use people are now used to working in an environment that they can control yeah um although we've seen some fairly pervasive things going on where some companies are putting in monitoring and tracking software on, on computers, computers and i think that is a, an appalling uh, thing to do i mean that that's that's just going to ruin everything um but going back to sort of the uh, the idea of the workplace i think workplaces are you yeah, know the idea of hybrid working it, it is here to say you're seeing lots of companies um going to um yeah one two one two maybe three days in the office occasionally Uh, and the rest of the time working from home or in other remote locations and I think that's quite an interesting idea as well. Um, But in those offices I I think the purpose of offices is going to um, change. Obviously some people will have to work in an office because of the nature of their work but for other people I think offices are going to be meeting places, they're going to be collaboration spaces so biophilic design in those places are going to have to enable people to um, find somewhere that, that works for them. So I, I suspect there'll be a, a use for biophilic design to break up the big expanses. You're going to need quiet areas. You're going to have to try and do something about the acoustics in you know in those spaces if you're going to use them for collaboration and meeting rooms. Um, I, I think there's going to be a need to create. You know, physical separation between people don't like the term social distancing uh my, my friend Craig Knight uh says that's the last thing you need what you need is physical distancing social distancing is absolutely wrong you need social closeness uh, and, he, and he's, he's spot on about that but in a in a building you need you're going to need some sort of physical separation people are going to want to be able to be separated uh from other people and plants and other biophilic elements are a really good way of uh, of doing that and creating a sense of calm creating creating a sense of creativity as well I mean, some research has shown how um design can in, in, increase um creativity and situational intelligence and that's what you that's what you need in a lot of, in, in in workplaces
0: yeah exactly um i'd i'd, I'd be quite interested I, mean, I don't know if anybody's actually done any studies on this but if um you know that you said talk about uh, safety, or to feel safe—not safe, but s- to feel safe in an environment when you're going back. Um, I wonder if anybody's done any studies, like planting, like or, or or positioning a large tree or a large, you know, thing with a large um, kind of bark, you know, sort of what do you call it? Um, stem. There's <laughs> got, yeah. got a technical term. Um, of a tree sort of in a, in a foyer or in, a, in an environment where they are so they feel grounded and and they feel nurtured and it's stable and it's solid and i wonder if there's something i mean i don't know how you would how you would how you would even begin to create a study on this but i'd be interested to see the research that would does that create an environment that people go, oh, you know, it's a trusted place, it's a big tree, it's been there for ages. And then and then you have, like you said, all the little smaller plants that you can move them around and you know, you can create more of a fluid environment. You can and also about the acoustics as well, you can have mm. you know, like barriers and things. But I'm just I'm just interested in in the psychology of of the plants, even, you know.
1: I, I'm not aware of anything, but I mean there there have been studies looking at how people use a space when they're planted whether you know people tend to sit amongst foliage. Yeah, um, you know they, they like like to be sort of almost sort of cocooned uh, yeah. by it. Um, but I, I, that that's an interesting idea about that sort yeah. of the permanent anchor point um, yeah. with some big specimen plants. Where that is where people would feel, um, you know, yeah. More, more comfortable I don't know that would be a fascinating experiment yeah, yeah. Uh, to do I don't know who could do it um,
0: no exactly hope you would you know before and after I suppose you'd have to do or something I don't know but um, yeah. yeah or maybe how you feel maybe you could do that you know the emotive side of things you could measure that probably the emotions you know maybe
1: I, I know um, there was a study carried out at Heathrow with um at one of the departure gates um with um, with a green wall, um, a company called Biotecture, run by a gentleman called Richard Sabin, um worked with um, with Heathrow at one of their in one of their um, departure gates, uh, and they measured things like people's sense of satisfaction and comfort and uh, anxiety uh, before and after uh, a green wall was installed in a partic- in a particular area. Noticed some very significant changes, very significant improvements in. Uh, in, in sort of senses of well-being it might be worth
0: um,
1: uh, having a chat with with him about uh, about that but um, yeah. that sort of does lend the you know some credence to the idea that there there is that sense of uh, safety I suppose
0: yeah exactly yeah so anyways <laughs> one, one for the back pocket um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, you're working as well with this um with another with this other company and and you mentioned before about this work-free system what is yeah.
1: that we started looking at this last um, summer we were co- concerned that the, the the people i work with the company organization called fusion spaces they're very much into uh creating uh well-being uh led environments you know, working environments uh, and also in the healthcare sector that are uh, that encourage well-being and uh, in, encourage that sense of psychological safety um, and we were thinking that you know an awful lot of work has been done on uh, assessing uh, workplaces you know there's, there's things like the well building uh, certification FitWell, and that sort of thing uh, and we thought there really needs to be a way of translating some of those ideas to the home workplace but concentrating much more on um your sense of safety and well-being at work rather than the purely physical elements Uh, you know when you look at some of the other certification systems their well-being is often um centered on things like um the, the physical environment to make sure that you're healthy so you know it will look at air quality it will look at acoustics it will look at pollution and materials um and and there are of course the sort of the cultural things as well that that, you know the organizational culture that makes you feel better as well but when you're in a a home working environment obviously your employer has far less control over uh ensuring that you have a happy healthy safe engaging uh workplace that's sort of been dropped dropped on you But we felt that both employers and their employees uh, would benefit from uh, a way of assessing the home working environment that ensured that the uh, employers were carrying out the rights or duty of care, were developing um, appropriate policies, for example, on how, how do you how do you ensure health and safety work because you're still at work it's just not on your premises but you know you as an employer you have a duty of care um and, and then also looking at at the physical attributes of that home workplace how, have you been uh are, are you able to set up your home working environment um in a way that 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 is what that's that, that's good ergonomically sound you know do you have good lighting do you have um you know, reasonable ventilation, are, you know, are you being exposed to, um, you know, nasty pollutants? You know, are, are, you doing your, you, are you doing your back some damage because you don't have a decent chair or you can't adjust your, your screen? So that that would sort of help isolate the uh, the physical working environment. And that also includes a lot to do with um, biophilic design as well. You know, you know, you know if the lighting's good, you know you know I ideally it would be you know it might be a biodynamic light or it would be a really you know high quality uh setup that you've got or and you have plants and you have access to, to to nature and then the third pillar relates to um the the, the sort of the, the the psychological the mental uh health side of things as well and, and the organizational culture so you know uh, do you still have to work to rigid uh rigid timings or or are you going to be given a bit more leeway in how when you start and finish just as long as you get the work done is it going to be results based or is it going to be time time based yeah are are you able to you know some companies enforce dress codes for example when you're working at home well i can understand that if you're on a, a zoom meeting but you know for the rest of the time who knows one company, you know, some companies I've heard of, you know, insist that when you're working at home, you have your camera on all the time, oh, no. you know, just to, you know, that, that sort of presenteeism, remote-controlled presenteeism, is an appalling idea, and there's also safeguarding that you have to take into account, because there are other people who are sharing your house, and they might not want to be on camera, or is it inappropriate, or they are also working, and maybe they're working for someone that you don't need to be able to see what they're doing, yeah, um, yeah. so there are all of those things, so it it's a way of assessing uh, that that sort of environment. And we we thought that those three pillars, that that sort of um, assurance, um, the physical workplace and the engagement side, they all had equal value. And the thing that's really quite interesting about it is it's not just an employer assessment. You You ask the employers how they feel that they're doing, are they doing the things that they need to do? You also ask a parallel set of questions of the employees. Yeah. and you see how uh, how aligned they are. And if they're aligned, that that's a good sign. Even if they're aligned fairly low down, at least you know what you've got to work for. But if you find that the employer is saying, we're really great up here, and the response from your employees is saying, actually, we've got a problem, yeah. then that, that gives you the opportunity to come up with an action plan to, to try and um, you know, get things right. But that's quite a complicated... Um, almost a consultancy type um, project uh, that, that a, an employer would need to take on. They'd really need to be um, absolutely certain that that's what they uh, had to do. And I get, I think when we first came up with it, we were perhaps a little bit too early in the idea because at, when we first came up with it, we spoke to a, a number of different uh, organisations and said, would you like this? And they said, yep, it looks just like the sort of thing we need, but we don't know what... Mm-hmm. Um, the workplace is going to be like. You know, we, we started developing it last summer. We were ready to go with it in uh, in, in the early spring this year. Uh, and of course, people didn't know whether everybody would be back at work at any point, you know, or, or how things were going. You know, organisations were, were a bit unsure. So we're, we're now sort of slightly refocusing it to so that organisations now that they I think most people, most companies or, or employers. Have a much better idea about what they're doing there's going to be a lot more hybrid work yeah. uh, and we can refocus it in in, in that direction yeah. so that was sort of the really big chunky um idea but we we then came up with a, a sort of streamlined version of it which we call rapid which is um that opens that opens the way to do a, a more complicated um uh, you know consultancy type assessment, but but this is much more of a way that uh, employers can send out a, almost a survey to to their, their staff and, you know, we can then highlight, you know, thing, things that might need to be done. And in, in a way, it almost generates a shopping list on, uh, on, on the sort of things that can be developed. So an employer can go back and say, right, it does look as if we need to do something about um, chairs, for example. So, they can do that you see some companies are even offering um budgets to their home-based staff so right like, okay we know you're going to be working at home for you know two or three days a week or even permanently yeah. um yeah here's a few hundred pounds or a few thousand pounds to, for you to spend on what you need yeah. to, to set up your workplace with work free and the and the the rapid part of it we can say right we can help guide you so we say okay your your responses seem to indicate that there there are issues with this 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 and this. These are the sorts of things you should be looking to spend that that budget on yeah. uh, to to help you create a um, a healthier um, working environment and ideally a bi- biophilic environment.
0: Yeah. OK, that's really that's really great. So you've obviously it'd be great if there's a the little button you can say, oh, more plants, please, boss.
1: Well, ideally, yes. I mean, yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's always going to, for, for me, that would always be an important thing. And I, I you know, you're, you're finding that employees are doing that. Yeah. Um, another company I'm doing some work with um, is doing uh, sort of mail order yeah. uh, effectively. But a lot of their corporate client, well, sorry, a lot of their clients are corporate um, bodies who are buying plants on behalf of their staff and they are buying you know hundreds of plants at a time and getting them sent out to to their their, their home-based staff uh, it's either as a gift or as an acknowledgement for the hard work they've been doing and continue to do working from home or it could be part of the the idea of creating a um an enriched uh, working environment and you know have, having plants there i I think that says an awful lot you can imagine sort of the um the 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 buzz you'd get as a as an employee when someone knocks on your door and presents you with a a a fantastic plant you think well actually yeah yeah, my company does care for me and yeah Yeah. that that is going to have an impact on on your sense of you know sense of self-worth and also your sense of uh, pride of working for for that particular company you can think well actually that's a that's a really nice touch and you know what it's not a very expensive thing to do as I say you can buy a, a good house plant for you know for a relatively small amount of money but it it's a it's an important gesture I think
0: yeah it's a lovely thing we think we all love getting a bunch of flowers and I, I you know what I mean it's sort of it's 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 on that us on that that par isn't it when you think you've you know something that's going to be a permanent fixture as well got especially if it's in a plant pot, and you're gonna you can look at it and then it's that connection with the the employer as well isn't it you know thinking oh actually yeah that that self self self-value the fact that the the you know the employer has valued you as well and cares for you because of all the you know the good things that come off a plant you know the air quality and and stuff as well so yeah um, I suppose really uh, final question really and kind of an update on the um, as you know as the people people listening um, they know that I always ask this question but if you could paint the world with a magic brush of biophilia what would it look like for people working from home particular or, or, for the, or for the world what would, what would it be for you?
1: Oh I, it's it's got to be somewhere where it's comfortable for you and I think that's I, I don't, I, I don't think there's a, a one size fits all for it. I think there's a one size fits one. Um, <laughs> you know, ev- everybody's environment is, is is unique, and particularly in the home, you're no, no longer in a big, you know, big office where every desk is exactly the same. Your your environment is going to be incredibly personal to you. So, biophilia for you might be very different from for someone else. But you know, there are those those core elements. For, for, for me, those core elements are. Uh, a view from a view through a window, planting. Really good light. I, I've been sent a, um, a a desk light from uh, a, a company called Waldman, um, and and the difference it has made. Uh, you know, I thought I had good light. I, I by a window, and I've got a you know a, a, you know reasonable lighting, but I, I got this one, and the difference it's made in terms of things like the quality of light around my workspace. Yeah, that that's good that's a bit of a digression but yeah painting that picture it's about um being able to to work um culturally the way that you want to work um you know it's not about having um too much imposition from afar if you're working from home and your employer um is is too intrusive they're they're invading your space um, you know, they, they don't have rights over, you know, your, your space. They're, they're intruding. They are, uh, you know, they're effectively renting your, your home. <laughs> um, so a, 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 a home working environment needs to be where it's, it's your space and you set the rules and you set the standards, you design it the way you want it. And, you know, you know I, I, I think... You know, for me, it does involve having greenery and views, and and the ability to get up and go and have a potter in the garden for ten minutes just to take a uh, take a break. But you know, as soon as uh, as soon as an employer starts imposing um, policies, um, that you know, work work policies are one thing, but policies that relate to your working environment, even though it's not their working environment to impose on, that that's that's important you they, they they shouldn't cross that line um i don't know whether that's biophilic or not but i, I think that's to me to me that's very important the idea that um you know the sort of yeah you know, they have enough that their empl- employees have enough of their time in your head you know they don't need that s- so much time to sort of monitor your your home working environment as well let people get on with their job people who get on with their job know what they do most people want to do a good job they want to do a, uh, uh they're good at their jobs they know what they're doing um they don't need the sort of um toxic supervision that you get in a, in the in workplace um yeah so maybe biophilic design is the absence of hr managers
0: <laughs> thank you for listening to the journal of biophilic design podcast